I'm Matt. And I'm Jenna. We are Mana. And this is Food for Thought. A podcast dedicated to encourage and inspire you as you seek to grow your relationship with Christ and live out your Catholic faith. joke about a piece of paper? Sure. Never mind, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Ah! (laughs) Hello, friends. (laughs) Welcome to season one, episode one, finally, of Food for Thought. We're so excited that you are listening. Uh, We have some great stuff for you this morning. Um, well, it's morning for us right now. Yes. I don't know what time it is where you are. It could be one o'clock in it the It could be. That's still Who morning. Knows? Um, <clears throat> so recording this a few weeks before our debut, November 4th. Um, but we hope this will be a benefit to you. So uh, why don't we just get right into it? So Jenna, you want to share it. your joy junk Jesus with us from this past week? Yeah. So I went to Disneyland with my family, my parents and my sister, Um, and we spent all day, we went, well, not, well, yeah, all day, we got there at 8.30 in the morning and left at probably 9.30, and so my joy was just being able to be with my family because I haven't had a lot of time with them um, in a while, and so just getting to hang out and have fun and take a lot of really bad pictures, Um, that was fun. So... Then my uh, junk was, I've just been having a lot of frustration in prayer. Um, Not in terms of not feeling like God is not answering my prayers, but just in myself of not necessarily feeling um, that my heart is fully into it. So um, just a lot of frustration in that. Um, And then my Jesus moment was my husband last night. Um, we were at a small group gathering, and he was talking about, actually, about prayer, um, and how so much of his prayer life is consumed with praying for others, and how easy that is, and how he needs to get away from that, um, and be praying for genuinely himself, and how his heart is, and so that just brought a lot of comfort for me, because it was, in ref- like, um, an eye-opening moment about, oh yeah, Jesus, I'm doing that a lot too. Mm. Um, so that was my joint junk and my Jesus. Mm. Nice. Um, for me, I just got off of a uh, confirmation retreat at my parish this past weekend, so that was a huge blessing. So my joy was uh, not only the retreat, but especially being able to have a date night with my wife coming mm. back from retreat last night. Um, we went and saw a movie, we went to dinner, um, we got ice cream with a friend and her mom. Uh, and so that was just really, really awesome to be back home and no more stress from that. Uh, my junk is that I'm tired. My <laughs> voice sounds actually manly for a change. Um, and uh, my Jesus moment, of course, was just being on retreat, being able to worship with the teens, with the amazing teens and leaders who were there this past weekend from St. Tim's. Um, and just such a blessing to be with them all. And the topic that we're talking about tonight, or today, it's not even tonight, where we are, anyways. This day, at this moment, we're talking about a topic that really relates to the theme of our retreat, which was uh, chaos. 
And so today we want to talk about anxiety. We want to talk about how do we manage anxiety in life, in prayer, in work, in the different ways that it might consume us. And I want to start by reading uh, Psalm 13. Um, listen to this and see if you've ever felt like this. How long, Lord, will you utterly forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I carry sorrow in my soul, grief in my heart day after day? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look upon me, answer me, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, lest I sleep in darkness, lest my enemy say I have prevailed, lest my foes rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your mercy. Grant my heart joy in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has dealt bountifully with me. And I love that psalm because I feel like it encapsulates every single side of anxiety, stress, worry, feeling overwhelmed. Um, in that moment, it's like, God, where the heck are you? And then hopefully we have those moments where we can get out of it and look back and say, like, okay, God, I trust you. You give me joy. How can I remember the things that you've done in the past? The Catechism, Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2088, uh, talks a little bit about anxiety. He's talking about the first commandment and where doubt comes from. And there's this little quote where it says, Voluntary doubt about the faith disregards or refuses to hold as true what God has revealed and the church proposes for belief. Involuntary doubt refers to hesitation in believing difficulty in overcoming objections connected with the faith, or also anxiety aroused by its obscurity. If deliberately cultivated, doubt can lead to spiritual blindness. And I think this is something too, in prayer, when we become anxious about the obscurities, not only of faith, but of life, the things that we don't know, the things that are mysterious to us, the plans that maybe God has, we get uh, doubtful, and it can really plague us, and can maybe even leave, lead us to turning away from God and entering into a sinful lifestyle or behavior. And so we want to talk today about four different types of anxiety, but we want to preface this by saying we are not psychiatrists, we are not experts, we are not doctors. Um, we've only really just, we've journeyed with a lot of people through anxiety, depression, doubt, worry, fear, all these different things, all different phases of life. And we tend to see anxiety coming from a lot of different perspectives. So we're going to talk, uh, the fourth one, the fourth type is, is mental illness. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But we want to also caution before we dive into this idea that all anxiety is some type of mental illness that's plaguing us. Some of it does just come from the devil or it comes from our attachment to different things. So we want to talk about those first. If you are worried about getting any of these notations down, any of these quotes, anything like this, this will all be in the show notes. So please do not be like writing on the back of your hand while you're driving or Dangerous. feeling the need to pull over and pop your Bible out. You'll have access to all of this uh, in the show notes for the podcast. So without further ado, here are the four types that we see of anxiety in the world. So the first one is anxiety from the past. So this might manifest in giving us fear or depression because of the things that we've done or things happening again. And one of those ways that we have anxiety from the past is because of sin. Uh, Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he's talking about all of these people that will not inherit the kingdom of God because of their unrepentant sin. He talks about idolaters, uh, prostitutes, adulterers, drunkards, thieves. And he says, that is what some of you used to be. 
but now you have had yourselves washed. You were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the spirit of our God. And so if you're really struggling with anxiety about your past, things that you've done, I want you to hear those words. That is who you used to be. That is who you used to be, but you are made new in Christ Jesus by virtue of your baptism, by virtue of confession, and things like that. Um, Jen, anything you want to add? Any way you see this at play? Yeah, I feel like oftentimes um, we, with confession, we walk out of confession sometimes, and you, I've heard the <laughs> statement, I don't feel better. Mm, yeah. um, I feel the same, or I still have the same amount of shame um, that I felt before, and even more so now because I told somebody. And um, oftentimes my response is that your God is too small. Um, mm. The God that you are believing in is not bigger than your sin. Um, he's small. And so we need to recognize that our Lord is good and merciful and that um, we need to actually truly believe in his grace and his mercy and not listen to the lie that Satan is whispering in your ear when you walk out of confession that you're the same. But um, truly, God has made you anew in confession and you need to believe that and hold on to that and not listen to that lie um, that stems from Satan and not Christ. Oh, yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, I find that the need that we have when we're really struggling with this, obviously, is confession, but also avoiding the near occasion of sin. Mm -hmm. You know, we go to confession, we pray the act of contrition, we say, I'm going to avoid the near occasion of sin or the people, places, and things that cause me to sin. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the things that can really just keep us in that habitual state of sin to really kind of deaden our heart to being able to receive that grace, to feel yes. different, to really feel the effect. Um, but also to realize, like, confessions not seeking to be a band-aid and sometimes we get advice um, even at like talks or from uh, people who speak on these subjects about like how to get rid of this sin but they're not talking about the underlying wound like why do I go to that sin mm -hmm. and that's what confession really seeks to do is heal the wound you know you may really struggle or used to struggle with you know pornography or drug addiction or alcoholism or anything like that and you may feel really awful because of the things that you've done and if you go to confession the sin's gone if you haven't addressed the wound like why did I go to that in the first place mm -hmm. you know maybe the wound is I don't believe that God loves me the way that I desire to be loved or I don't trust that God is real because this person left and so I run to this other thing we have to be aware of those things so another way suffer um, anxiety comes from the past is from suffering um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul talks about all these awful things that have happened to him. Uh, five times he received 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten by rods. Once he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. Passed a day and the night on the deep. This is like when you're with guys and they're like trying to one-up each other. Like, look at this scar. Look what I did. And Paul is saying all these things like dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, dangers from Gentiles, dangers from false brothers. All these things that have happened to him. Um, but real legitimate suffering. And that can cause anxiety because we're afraid of those things resurfacing. Yeah. And so I think that goes back to that idea of like healing the wound. What is the wounds that, what are the wounds that we're carrying? The suffering that we're afraid of repeating and allowing that to be healed. And then I think also fasting. Um, fasting is something that we just kind of like 
find every loophole out of during Lent. Yeah. Um, like, well, if you're 17 to 65, then you, but if you're sick, you don't have to, and all these different things. But fasting is a beautiful practice because it gives you control. And a lot of us who've suffered in our past or have had terrible traumatic things happen in the past, that's really part of the cause of the trauma is that we lost a sense of control over what was happening. And so that's kind of how that can be regained. And so uh, if you're having anxiety from the past, I want you to be comforted in the words of St. Clair of Assisi. She says, go forth in peace, for you have followed the good road. Go forth without fear, for he who created you has made you holy has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Blessed be you, my God, for having created me. Mm. So the second type of anxiety, after anxiety from the past, is naturally anxiety in the present, when you feel overwhelmed by the chaos of life. And uh, I wanted to speak to this. This is kind of something from the retreat this past weekend. The story of the calming of the storms. The one where Jesus is in the boat and the one where he's out on the water. And a lot of those storms, we kind of cause ourselves or they're just momentary. They're happening right now. And so, um, Jenna, how do you see this at play? How do you see, you know, people being overwhelmed in the current, you know, moment of their life in the present? I feel like we... In our society, um, we take on so much because we fear missing out. And we fear not, for if you're in school, not building your um, transcript or not building, you know, um, something you can put on your application and will make you stand out. Um, And then for work, you know, just (laughs) the fear of missing out, maybe with friends and taking on so much, but you're so exhausted or taking on new projects and you have zero time to hang out with your friends or your family. Um, And I know for myself, when I was in college and I worked four jobs um, at once along with full-time college, I just constantly felt like I was drowning in the ocean and nothing was saving me. Yeah. Um, Or if you're a parent, like Jim Gaffigan, I love him. He always says, if you want to know what it's like to have four kids, just pretend that you're drowning and then somebody (laughs) hands you a baby. Um, Same thing. You know, we all have it. Yeah. No, we just, I don't know, we just drown. And we say that it's okay and it's this new normal. Yeah. That drowning is good. It means you're taking on as much as you can and you're doing your best. Yeah. We're not supposed to be drowning, though. Yeah. We're not even supposed to be be trying to survive. Supposed to be walking on the water. Yeah. You know? And so I think when Jesus says that to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You know, it's not necessarily speaking to the fact that he doubted in Christ. It was he saw the waves and he saw the chaos of right now. And I think he doubted in himself Mm. and he starts drowning because he says, Lord, save me. You know, if he was doubting in Christ, he wouldn't have reached out. And then the next word is immediately Christ stretched out his hand and, and pulled him up out of the water. And so we need to have faith in that. But also we need to have a good community. Um, people around us who know, like, if we get triggered, if our anxiety is really, you know, on one day, people who know what can calm us down. And we need to know those different things that will um, cause us to, to respond in an anxious way and what needs to calm us down. Um, and so Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says, Worry weighs down the heart, but a kind word gives it joy. Um, and so we need to kind of find those people who we can go to in those moments that will offer us a kind word. And I think we also need to make sure we know our priorities. Father Mike Schmitz has a, a uh, YouTube video called Is God the Center of Your Life? And in it he says that uh, in the past, like 100 years ago or so, the word priorities didn't exist. There was just priority. 
because only one thing can be prior. And so now we have all these priorities. And just like you said, like, you know, when I was in high school, to get into maybe UCLA, you need like a 3.5, 3.75, decent SAT. Now you got to like build an orphanage and, yeah. you know, get like a five point whatever you can get now. I don't know. And have all these crazy classes. And it's so overwhelming. And, and needing to just have, you know, these are my priorities. This is what comes first. These other things, they don't define me. Yes, I may want them. But if they don't work out, like having the trust and the faith that God has something better in store for me. And so St. Catherine of Siena says this, of what should we be afraid? Our captain on this battlefield is Christ Jesus. We have discovered what we have to do. Christ has bound our enemies for us and weakened them that they cannot overcome us unless we choose to let them. So we must fight courageously and mark ourselves with the sign of the Holy Cross. Mm. Third, anxiety about the future. I don't know about you, but I think this is one that's very, very common, being frustrated, confused, worried about the things that will come. Um, it says in Matthew, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And in Philippians chapter 4, have, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I think we just have so much anxiety about what is to come, what God, uh, maybe not even what God, what we want to happen. Mm -hmm. And we see things, obstacles coming in, doors closing, things not working out the way that we thought they would, facing rejection maybe for the first time in a big way with a job or a relationship or the future, and we don't know what to do. Um, and I think we just need to turn to prayer in those moments. And I know that seems like a really, like, churchy answer. <laughs> just pray. It's very cliche. Just yeah. pray. But, I mean, it says in <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, No trial has come to you but what is human. God is faithful and will not let you be tried among your strength. But will, with the trial, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. Um, I hate that phrase, like, God, will, God won't give you more than you can handle. Nope. <laughs> if you re keep reading, God will give you plenty more than you can handle unless he's with you. God won't give you anything you can't handle without him because he's God. And so we have to trust, but trust is hard. Mm -hmm. So, St. John the Baptist de La Salle says this, Do not have any anxiety about the future. Leave everything in God's hands, for he will take care of you. And lastly, anxiety from mental illness. Now, like we said, we're not experts in this area, but if you feel like you really have some type of mental illness like that's attached to anxiety or depression, please, please uh, talk to somebody. Get the help that you need. But we also want to caution against the fact that, you know, the devil uses these things and tries to convince us that they define us. Mm -hmm. And we have to be aware of like what's mental illness and what's spiritual warfare. And so we have to, like, I want to remind everyone of the story of the cure of the demoniac in Mark chapter 1, where, where the demon himself knows Jesus' name. And when you knew someone's name, you had power over them. But Jesus, he doesn't fall prey to that because he's God. And he casts them out by the power of his name. And so if this is something that maybe you think you're being plagued by, like if you feel really like oppressive 
uh, senses, especially like maybe a presence at night, something at the foot of your bed, or you feel like something's always like on the back of your neck watching you, this thickness around you in life, like, and maybe it's suddenly onset or you only feel it in certain places or at certain times, talk to a priest or talk to a spiritual director, someone you know, a priest can pray a minor prayer of exorcism over you at any time. You know, you just have to ask them um, and set that up with them. And look into deliverance and healing prayer. But if you do feel like it is mental illness, get help. First um, Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your worries upon him because he cares for you. We need to not keep things inward. We need to cast them upon people um, who can help us. So spiritual direction, counseling, medical help, medication, things like that, if necessary. Um St. Padre Pio says, if certain thoughts bother you, it is the devil who causes you to worry and not God, who being the spirit of peace grants you tranquility. So those four types of anxiety, anxiety from the past, anxiety in the present, anxiety about the future, anxiety from mental illness, um, all those different things can really cause us to get consumed and maybe even possibly being led away from God because we're so worried about them in that moment that we don't let God be God. Like Jenna, you said, like we let our God be too small mm -hmm. or we let ourselves be overcome. And so we want to talk a little bit about our patron saint, St. Charles Borromeo, because we feel like he lived both sides of this. He did. And he can really model how we can help uh, be helped in moments of anxiety. So Jenna, why don't you tell us a little bit about our patron saint? Yeah, so our um, patron saint, St. Charles Borromeo, he was born October 2nd, 1538 in Northern Italy. Um, he died in Milan, his favorite, favorite place, um, November 3rd, 1584. He is the patron saint of catechists, of catechumens, and of seminarians. Um, he lived during the Protestant Reformation, and we consider him a great reformer of the church due to the corruption that was going on in the church at that time. Um, and St. Charles, he had such a passion for the poor. He had a passion for um, just correcting the wrong that was being bred within our Catholic Church um, and really educating individuals and priests and um, those that desired to live out the faith on who Christ was and what he was about and then what the Catholic Church was about. Um, St. Charles, he um, just loved giving and so when he was 12 years old, he joined the seminary um, at 12, like tiny, 12? tiny baby. Oh like, he gosh. was a tiny baby. Um, and he just loved, he loved our Lord and he didn't want to receive more than was necessary for him to live out his life or to um, achieve his education. And so any money that was given to him, um, he would keep what he needed for school and just for living and then the rest he would give to the poor. There was a time in his life where there was um, a horrible plague that was going through his town and so he ended up selling many of his possessions and giving um, his money to the poor or buying food. He actually went into severe debt because he mm. pulled out a loan so he could buy food. Um, and then at one point he ended up selling everything in his house, most of his belongings. Um, he even gave his bed and his bed sheets away to his people. And he ended up sleeping on the boards in his bed. Um, That's awesome. So this man was very, very, very on fire and passionate um, and just really wanted to give every part of his life to 
um, the people and then to Christ. Something that really, really, really resonated with my heart and just this topic was the fact that um, the foot of the altar was the center of his devotion. He spent so many, so many, so many hours at the altar praying and giving everything to our Lord. He um, made sure that nobody would distract him. And so he made a rule that if he was in prayer, you could not talk to him. There was like no way you're getting in and talking to him. It's like my grandma and her soap operas. (laughs) (laughs) And so he devoted so much of his time and his life to prayer. And then when he was away and not in chapel praying, um, he left his heart at the altar in a desire to continue praying. Mm. And this specific topic, this specific quote, um, really resonated because we are so much about everything else in our life. We're so much about our school, we're so much about our work, we're so much about maybe our girlfriend or our boyfriend, um, and being present to everything else but our Lord. Even when I'm in prayer, I'm present to everything else but Him. Mm -hmm. And we, I was at a group yesterday that was discussing Psalm 27 and how David talked about one thing I ask of the Lord, um, this I seek to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David solely desired this one thing to just be with our God. And I feel like St. Charles beautifully um, showed this and how he wanted to be with our Lord so desperately and how my heart is not like that. My heart wants to be in a thousand different places, and I say I want to be about God, and I say I want my heart to be with Him, but I'm not. I'm constantly consumed with so much else, um, and how damaging that is. Because St. Charles, he fell into um, illness, and he decided that he would devote um, a lot of fasting and prayer, and he actually had people telling him that it was unhealthy to do and he continued it and he ended up dying due to fever because he wasn't taking care of himself Mm. and that shows his human side I feel like because he wasn't recognizing his worth and his dignity that God had placed in him and he was trying to give too much when he had nothing left to give Mm. Um, but how beautiful at the same time and how we need to be recognizing that sometimes we are just too filled with anxiety that we have nothing left to give and we need to take care of our own heart and our own self and devote our time to that one thing that will truly fill us, which is Christ. Yeah. And when you give your whole self to that one thing, it doesn't feel like anxiety. Yeah. You know, um, you know, other people may have seen it or explained it as running him into the ground, but he, he very well could have been having the time of his life, you know? So we hope that, our patron, St. Charles Borromeo, uh, you would ask him to pray for you. We're asking him to pray for you and pray for us in this podcast. He will be our patron saint. And in coming episodes, we'll introduce you to some other amazing saints that apply the different topics that we'll be discussing. But today, as we discussed anxiety, we hope it benefited you in some way. I know we probably just barely scratched the surface, if even, because this is such a big issue and it's becoming more and more prevalent. So many studies are showing that incoming freshmen to colleges are uh, increasing in their levels of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And uh, we just need to be able to take a moment and reassess, you know, what's most important, what matters most, what matters least, uh, and put things in their right order. If I don't turn that assignment in on time, the world's not going to end. If I don't 
you know, meet this deadline, the world's not going to end. But if I'm not spending time with the people who bring me to Christ and who I need to bring Christ to and who build me up and who I've been entrusted to love, then I know when I get to the end of my life and I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to wish I had done more of that. I'm not going to wish that I, you know, stayed an extra shift at work Mm -hmm. or that I worked, you know, myself to the ground seven days a week. So I know that that might not be as practical for those of you who need to do that for money, for all these different things. But, you know, really to ask yourself, do I trust God enough? Do I trust God enough to allow myself to not be attached to this thing anymore? And to do what St. Charles did, leave it at the altar, leave your heart there, and allow yourself to be free of it. Thank you guys so much for listening, for your support, for your prayers for this podcast. If you have feedback, if you have questions, if you think that we missed something in this topic um, or that we said something that was heresy, sure, (laughs) please come contact us. (laughs) us, But we hope that's not true. Please rate and review this podcast and share it with someone who you feel could benefit from it. And please uh, check out us on the internet, the interwebs, uh, manafoodforthought.com. Uh, on Patreon, if you want to support us and be a financial sponsor, shout out to Jenna's dad, Stephen Mish. Love you, that and my mom. My and mom was mom. so mad that we didn't make her a video. Oh, well, we love you, mom. Steve didn't put her name on there, so he tried. Karen <laughs> Mish, you're amazing. Yes, shout you're both out. amazing. We love you. Um, shout out to you. Shout out number four. Oh, um, and. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can search for us on Patreon or there's a banner right on the homepage of our website. Follow us on social media. And um, Tony DiBernardo, my husband, is a new Patreon. Oh, he is? He is. Tony, you slayer you. I love you, brother. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I'll let you figure it out. It's just, it's just for you. weird and provocative. Who knows what it means? Um, so check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at Mana Food for Thought, uh, or at Mana F4T on Twitter. Uh, give us your feedback. Let us know. Share this episode. Uh, we hope it was of benefit to you. Pray for us. We are praying for you. And until next time, we will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you.